Hey friends, and welcome to the Happy Hour with Jamie Ivey podcast. I'm your host, Jamie, and I'm so glad you're here. Each week on this show, I invite a friend to join me and we chat about the big things in life, the little things in life, and everything in between. Hey friends, welcome to the second to last episode of 2021, which is crazy. I'm your host, Jamie, and you're listening to the Happy Hour with Jamie Ivey. I'm glad you're here. Whenever you're listening, it may be January by the time you're listening to us, but we are glad that you are here today. Okay, guys, we have a really fun show. We do this at the end of every year where I invite the whole team to sit down and we talk about the year. We talk about our favorite episodes. We talk about what we learned. Who knows what we'll talk about because I might just ask them random questions that they don't even know about, but they're all here. We're ready to chat and we're ready to talk. Before I invite them on to join me though, I want to remind you of something and that is we are still sponsoring kids in the DR. In fact, we have a couple more days in this year that you can sponsor through our unique link, which is compassion.com slash IV. Now, the reason we want to use that link is because we want to give you a gift. It's a little thank you for saying, hey, thank you for sponsoring a child. We're trying to bring the number down in the Dominican Republic of kids who've been waiting over a year to be sponsored. And so they've had over 800 right now that are waiting. We're trying to just take that down one by one. We have a ginormous goal of 400. And I cannot wait to tell you in January how we did with that goal. I'm fully confident that we're going to get it. Thanks to you guys. And again, it's $38 a month. When you do that, your child that you sponsor gets educational support. They get medical support. They get the gospel given to them, which is a huge thing. And it's all done through the local church. I sound like a broken record because I say it every week. I love the local church. I love my local church. I hope you love your local church. I think that change happens in people's lives through their local church. And we get to be a part of that in the DR. So go to compassion.com slash Ivy. This is a fun project. You can sit down with your kids. You can sit down with your roommate and pick out a child that you want to step into their life, kind of linking arms with Compassion International to help them. We've done that in our family. You guys, I cannot wait to hear from you what your favorite shows of the year have been. In fact, if you go to my Instagram, I'm at Jamie Ivy. We've got some things that you can use that you can share with your Instagram followers about your favorite shows of the year. I'm going to ask the girls at work here what their favorite shows are, and I cannot wait to hear what they are. So without further ado, Let's get to our episode that we're calling Looking Back. You know what? We're looking back on 2021 and I'm inviting all of the ladies who spend so much time working on the happy hour to join me. So applause. All right. Welcome to the podcast today. I've got Lindsay and Abby and Amaya and myself, and we're all here. And I'm going to let each of them introduce themselves to you and tell you what they do. Let's start with you, Lindsay Sweeney. Hey, y'all. Glad to be back on the show and have this conversation and looking back on 2021. Longtime listeners know that I've been around since forever. Well, like the fall of 2017 actually is when I started doing anything with you. So it's been a while, but my official role is executive of operations and project management. And that means that I just basically have my hands in all the things that we do. And it's so fun. I always say this, if anything comes out of the happy hour or Jamie Ivy, Lindsay has had her hands on it. So there's that. Yes. Okay, Lindsay, welcome. Welcome, welcome. Thank okay, you. Abby, you're next. 
Hi, I'm Abby. You guys have probably also heard my name at the end of every episode. Show notes written by Abigail Castell. That is me. I write the show notes. I'm the content and advertising manager. So if you ever want to advertise on the podcast or something like that, email abigailjamieabby.com. Shameless plug. But I usually have my hands over any kind of written content, whether that's over the blog or some social media copy, the show notes. And then I try to get advertisers to work with us. Yay, Abby. And you were on the show last year when we did this, right? I was. Yeah. That was when I was in Texas for the first time. I remember that so much. And Abby, you came on full-time in January. Am I correct? Of 2021? Yep. Mm -hmm. So that's Abby. She's been such a great asset to the team. And before we get to Amaya, we also have Shannon, who's a contract worker for us, who does our bookkeeping. We have Rachel, who does some images for us. Lacey no longer works here anymore, but it feels sad not to mention her because she was such a great help for us this year. She's lovely and did such great like administrative work for us. And she's got two beautiful kids, which you've probably seen all over my social media with God made you to be you because she's got the (laughs) cutest kids in the universe. And that leads us to our newest teammate. In fact, newest as in like a month. Mm -hmm. Okay. Amaya, welcome. Hi guys. Introduce yourself to everybody. So yeah, my name is Amaya. I've been working for Ivy Media about a month. I am a administrative assistant and guest relations coordinator in training. I work part-time under Lindsay and I'm loving it. I really love being a part of this team and I'm excited to be on the podcast today. Yeah. And you're a recent graduate. So yes, recent graduate from Texas State. So eat them up, Bobcats. <laughs> but yeah, I'm a Cali girl. I'm sorry. I am one of the Californians that came over to Austin. We love it over here, especially those gas prices. <laughs> yeah. Well, I always joke, you know, on the show all the time about Californians moving here and Californians are lovely. You know, I'm glad Amaya's here, but I'm glad that you're loving Texas. So welcome to the team. I'm so excited. You guys, I think the reason I love this show so much when we do this at the end, it's fun to look back. And honestly, since we started doing two episodes a week, we started that in 2020. There are so many guests that we've had on that it was actually fun this morning for me to sit back and remember some of the guests from earlier in the year. Because I'm like, oh, I totally forgot that person was on the show because it was forever ago, it seems like. And we create so much content with podcasts that I love it, but it's fun to look back. But I also really love it because as a listener, you get to hear other people who are behind everything that happens around here. And as much as I say, teamwork makes a dream work. It is really, really true. So all of these hands make everything better. Uh, All right, ladies, are y'all ready to jump in and talk about the last year? Heck yeah. Let's do it. All right, Lindsay, why don't you start and give us a couple of stats about the happy hour from the last 2021 year? Yeah, I'd love to. So, you know, this is a little bit like a broken record, but the last you know, 18 months to two years have been weird for all of us. And we're just first, I want to say that we are really grateful that you are listening to the show. I thought you were going to start crying, Lindsay. For doing that right now. You want to start crying? (laughs) I might. Gosh. (gasps) The first tears. How many minutes are we in? A minute and a half? (laughs) (laughs) Not very long, but no, seriously, I just feel really grateful for all of you who are listening because you listen, we get to continue this work And it's really meaningful to get to be a part of what God is doing in and through Jamie and through our guest. And it's just a real honor and humbling to get to be a small part of that project and work. So when I share these stats, I don't want people to think, oh, those are like great big numbers. You represent individual people all around the world. And that is really meaningful. That's so good. 
You know, Lindsay and I just a couple of weeks ago were able to go to El Paso with Women of Welcome. We partnered with them. Bree Stranger's been on the show before. We've talked about Women of Welcome on the show. We're big fans of what they're doing. And Jenny Yang from World Relief was there. And we went down to El Paso and Juarez. Well, the first part of that trip, we took 10 listeners. And mm-hmm. everything that Lindsay just said, like I kind of just got the chills because those girls said everything Lindsay just said. They're like, our lives have been changed because of the happy hour. And when I hear that, I promise you, I don't think that your life's been changed because of Jamie Ivey. I think that you have been inspired by conversations that you've heard. And that's what we want to do. Just like Lindsay's saying is we want to create conversations. We want to create places that are safe where you feel like I can learn and I can listen and I can lean in. Mm -hmm. And we made that conscious choice a couple of years ago to value content over people on the podcast. And so, you know, even some of the people that have been our favorite guests, you might not have even known about them before you heard, but we really want to value content because it changes the way you think about things. So Lindsay, yes, 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 yes. Thanks. So in the last year, we've had over 6 million downloads of the show. Which in is the last awesome. year? The last year. Dang, and people. so I think that if my numbers are correct, by the start of 22, we'll have hit 40 million downloads since the beginning of the happy hour. That's amazing. And I mean, we've been doing this amazing. for, yeah. I mean, almost eight years or almost seven. Where's my math here? It'll be seven and a half. In January. Yeah. So in May is eight years. Wow. Mm -hmm. You know, what's funny is this weekend we were sitting around my computer. It was Caden, my oldest, who's 17 and his girlfriend. Okay. So we were looking at all these old videos of when Caden was a kid. Isn't that fun to do with your son's girlfriend? You know, it's so cute. So we were like, oh, look how cute he is. Y'all, we ran across some videos and I I don't even know how I made them. Did I have a phone in 2011 that had a camera on it? I don't even know what I was doing. I came across videos that I had made asking people to vote for me on the radio show, the contest that I was going to win. We need to put those up. Y'all listen, I told my kids, I'm like, look, I was doing Instagram stories before there were even Instagram stories. I mean, you were, (laughs) and I was laughing at myself. I'm like, look at me trying to get people to vote for me. So listen, This show's come a long way. Let the record show. I voted for you. Thank you, Lindsay. Thank you. Thank you. Amaya, (laughs) had you lived in Austin, you would have voted for me. I just know it. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, So that's, you know, also in that number encompasses a global audience. And so all but 13 countries, someone has listened to the happy hour. Isn't that wild? It's so crazy. Some of the top locations though, which would be great if you are listening to the happy hour right now and you live in one of these locations, send us a message, okay? Send us an email, jamie at jamieavy.com, okay? Maybe not the first one because listen, we know you're listening in the United States. Thank you so much. <laughs> but in these other countries, tell us. We have Canada, Australia, United Kingdom, South Africa, Germany, Mexico, New Zealand, Japan, and Kenya. Those are our top 10 all around the world. Where do I want to go, girls? Mm. I say we go to New Zealand. Mm. I mean, can we just do a world tour? A world tour. You know, 10th year anniversary world tour. <laughs> Amaya, Amaya, why not eight? Welcome to the team. Have you said eight year world tour? <laughs> Who knows where we'll be in 10 years? Uh, well, I have a you couple of hostess in one of these countries. You yeah, just really. send us an email. This is my thing. I actually am probably heading to Japan next summer because all of I our know. kids, when they turn 18, get to pick a trip anywhere in the world with mom and dad. My oldest wants to go to Japan. So I might be heading to Japan. Maybe I can have a listener meetup. How fun would that be? That if you live cool. in Japan, I'm serious. And you're listening. Email jamie at jamieabby.com. Let's get a listener um, hang meetup happening. That'd be so fun. That'd be great. We also have, of course, here in the United States where we are located and 
coming in number top is Texas. That's awesome. We love it. We live here. And then we go coast to coast. We have California and Georgia and North Carolina, Tennessee, Florida, Illinois, Alabama, Ohio, and Virginia. Way to go. Top 10 states listening to the show. Are there any states where there's no listeners? No, all states have listeners. Thank you. You guys all showing up. Now, do we think Texas is a top listener because I'm from Texas or because Texas just has a lot of people? Oh, uh, that's a good question. Abby, what do you think? You've been here. You see how we, us Texas people are. You think it's because I'm Texan, so like, I'm going to listen to a Texas or there's just a lot of people so the numbers get skewed? I think it's both, but I think mostly the first because people from Texas are very loyal to other people from Texas in a way that I've literally never seen before. <laughs> so. I can second that. It's crazy. People are Texas born and raised and are so proud, never want to leave Texas. I'm like, y'all... Hey, listen, you gotta be proud when you're like, you know, a state that could become its own country any second. Y'all listen, I went and saw Dustin Nickerson. You guys know he was on the podcast a couple yes. months ago. Hilarious. Hilarious. I went and saw him at a stand-up. So like at a comedy place. Have you been to a comedy show recently in your life? I mean, COVID's kind of weird, but have you ever been to a comedy show, Abby? Am I and Lindsay? I have I've before, but not recently. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Lindsay and I have the old people. The young ones have never been. Okay. So y'all have to go. So I went and saw Dustin Nickerson. Y'all, his Texas jokes were so funny because he's a California guy. And the way he talked about us in Texas, it was hilarious. It was really, really funny. Some that were so funny when he talked, like, I just can't even go there how funny it was. But anyhow, us Texas people are crazy. So crazy. I agree. So crazy. Okay. And then we've got some top 10 shows of the year. Do you want to know Downloads? the top 10? You know what? I think I want to hear y'all's top 10s before we talk about the top 10s that were downloaded. So okay. what I asked for all of you guys is to tell me your top favorite shows. Amaya, you get a pass. You just joined a month ago. So I am no way am I assuming you've been a longtime listener. Your mom probably listens to the show. Oh, yeah. I think three years. Yeah, she's been listening. I'm going to tell the story how I met your mom. We were at a filming for... What's the name of that movie about the man who walked into the uh, theater in Charleston and murdered the churchgoers? I cannot remember the name of the movie. I think it was Emmanuel. Emmanuel. Yes, that was the name of the church. So we were at a viewing of that with our family and your family was there. Mm-hmm. You were not there. I was. <gasps> Yeah. This is me admitting that I don't remember meeting you. I really remember your mom. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> and she came up and introduced herself and said that she was a listener. And then, you know, she's volunteered at almost every event we've ever had. And now you work for us. So that's amazing. Mm-hmm. So there's a note to self. If you see someone, go say hi. You might work for them later. You never know. There's that. So you get a pass, Amaya, on your top 10. You can tell us some of your favorites if you've been listening. If not, no one's going to hold anything against you. But Abby, Lindsay, are y'all ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay, this is what we're going to do. We're going to go around and say our favorite. And then it might be one of yours. So we might have some overlaps and you can do that. And then just tell me why you loved it so much. Okay, here we go. So mine are in no particular order. I just looked back over our list at who we had, and this is what I came up with. And my first one is Emmanuel Acho. And Emmanuel was on the show early, early 2021. Here's why it was one of my favorite episodes is because I think Emmanuel got really real in that podcast. Mm -hmm. Like I think he even got more real than he might've intended to get. And he was pretty open about the struggle with fame and how it was not satisfying to him. And I love that he was willing to go there. And I think it was important for people to hear you might think, oh, if I could just have more money or more fame, then I'd be happy. And Emmanuel's like, nope, you'll be actually be less happy. And so that was one of my favorites. Abby, what's one of yours? You know, this one, Scott Sauls, please mentor me. I'm actually begging you. <laughs> so this one, they all know because 
after that interview, so I was on the Zoom call, but you know, muted camera off. What they did not hear was that during that entire interview, I was actually sobbing. And so I FaceTimed Jamie after like ugly crying. Like it just, when he talked about his book, A Gentle Answer, it was just all of these emotions that I had been feeling about division in our country, in our church and families like that. It just, it cut so deep and Scott is so pastoral. And I walked away feeling actually even though I was crying, I think I was crying because I felt really known in my grief, but I actually walked away encouraged. It wasn't necessarily like, oh, our world is falling apart and everything just stinks and I'm walking away feeling sad. I think I walked away with some hope mm-hmm. and knowing like, okay, yes, this is real and this stinks, mm-hmm. but God is still God. And I, I just love the way that he orchestrated that entire conversation that, yeah, I mean, there's so much I could say about that, but definitely a favorite. Scott made my list as well. And I agree. He's one of the most pastoral pastors out there. And if you don't follow him anywhere on social media, you should and go read his books and go listen to that episode because it was a really good episode. Linz. One of my favorites is Nate Naper. I'm so glad you brought that up. I mean, he was kind of also this surprise, I think, you know, I didn't know much about him. But I was like really interested in who's this guy that's doing work within human trafficking and child exploitation and trying to make that be known to people. I was really encouraged by when he shared that God has really asked us and invited us into the big of his purposes, but within the small obedient steps. And human trafficking specifically is a big task. It can feel really overwhelming. But if we're obedient in the small and engaging with and being mindful of and taking these small steps to learn, it can make a big impact. And so I just really appreciated his work and that he cares about those things. He was so kind. That was also like an unexpected thing. And remember, he sent a gift afterwards. Like he just something that we had talked about on the show. And now I can't remember. Chick-fil-A. Oh, Chick-fil-A gift card to me. Yes. yes. It was so sweet. It was something that we had talked about. And Nate sent that. And I'm like, what a kind guy. So kind. Okay, Amaya, you said you had one, even though you're a newbie. Yes, mine was Kara Powell. This one, it was just total random. You have so many episodes. So I was just scrolling and then whatever my finger landed on, I was going to listen to. Oh, wow. And it was her episode I needed to hear. If you guys don't remember, she was talking about the three big questions to ask teenagers. And I have a teenage little sister. She's 13 years old and it feels like she's been a teenager her whole life since she was two. But now that she's finally in these teen years, I want to be a good sister and really just help her during this season of her life, even though I'm a young adult and I'm still trying to figure it out. But I really loved, I was just so inspired and hopeful. There was a quote that she said, a warm relationship is one that doesn't judge, but journeys with them through their future. And now I'm just applying that quote to my relationship with my sister. And yeah, I've been really blessed to just one of those moments. I I really needed to hear it. So it's my favorite. I love that. She was a really great. I'm surprised that was your favorite when you said that, because I'm like, man, I would think it would be like more like parents or teachers. And I love that you got that out for your sister. I mean, hello. That's awesome. Uh, She was one of my favorites, too. And she came and sat down and interviewed here. And I wasn't sure what to expect. And I could have talked to her for hours. She was 
super lovely. Okay, I'm going to go on the next one. I had Scott on mine as well, Abby. So there's one of mine. But I also have Ross Lester on mine. And Ross was a favorite of mine twofold. Number one, he's actually one of my pastors. And so I am under his leadership and I like adore him as a leader and a pastor. And his episode was really, really good. We talked a lot about Christian nationalism, which can feel scary. And oh my gosh, you want to be defensive. And what's this man going to say? He also is like Scott, where he's very pastoral. And so Ross just brought a lot of clarity to some things that can feel confusing sometimes when you're watching like, this feels kind of like Christian nationalism, but I don't know if I want to call it that. He really helped. And Ross has a unique perspective because he's South African. And so he's only been in the States, you know, four or five years. And so he has a different perspective than most of us who've grown up in the States. So Ross Lester comes in as one of my favorites. That's awesome. I really like Ross too. I, another one of my favorites is also a pastor, Francis Chan. And I know that we all really love Francis Chan. So I'm glad if this was a snake draft, I won that one. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's on my list too. Okay, you know, there it is. And I mean, the thing that I love the most about that conversation is probably the things that happened at the end of the interview. And even after we stopped taping, Francis released a book called Until Unity, which is a phenomenal book on really the church being unified with grace and truth. And how do we do that? And it really is looking at like cross denominationally and how we can sometimes I'm Anglican and you're Baptist and you're independent. And so we like look at each other as saying what is better than the other, but that is totally tearing apart the body of Christ. And so what does it look like to bring unity and how do we actually live that out? And it's, it's kind of, just truly transparency that we just did this, his study in my small group at church. And it's been really impactful in our community group as we've walked through it and it's been difficult and it seems really simple, the takeaways, but also like, well, what am I supposed to do? And the reason I say this, he lived it out for us on that conversation. And that is, he confessed, like I came into this, like from interview to interview. And I didn't even pause to think like, who is Jamie? She's my sister. Like, how is she? Like, what's happening in her life right now? Do I have love for her? And that was so impactful for you, I know, Jamie, and for us as we were there listening, because he was right. Like, we go about our days and we're cycling through lots of interviews too <laughs> throughout a day. And are we pausing to remember that this is our brother or sister and, and really spending time listening and engaging and, and loving them? And so it was a huge takeaway. I highly, highly recommend if you are someone who has felt a wounding in this last couple of years, previous years, in the future, you're going to be within the church or within family, even surrounding conversations um, where you differ. I highly recommend this book and sitting down and, and doing the study guide too. It's, he has a great free resource online too. And it's helpful and impactful to having those conversations starting small in your community. I, who was on that call with me, Abby or Lindsay or both of y'all? I think we both were. Both were. Yeah. I felt extremely uncomfortable in that moment, like extremely uncomfortable because Francis literally did exactly what Lindsay said. And then he asked me to forgive him. Mm -hmm. And I was moved as well, just like you were. And it was this moment of him living out what he talked about that he made my list. Abby, you can speak to it in a minute if you want to. And also he made, if you get our newsletter, he made one of my top five books that I read of the year too. So yeah, great book. Abby, any thoughts about Francis or your next person? Yeah, well, Francis is also on my list. So. <laughs> yeah, and Lindsay, you wrapped it up so well because that 
was one of the things I was going to talk about, like when he addressed Jamie, but he had this one quote that I, I actually have shared with a lot of people since I heard it because it was so moving to me. And it was something along the lines of our problem is not our difference of opinions, but the shallowness of our love. He said that and I like stopped in my tracks and I immediately wrote it down. And I feel like anytime conversation comes up around this kind of topic, it's like one of the first things that I pull out because it's just true. So that was a big reason why I felt so impacted by that interview. So good. Okay. Who did you put besides Francis, Abby? Another big one for me was actually Sissy Goff. Loved that one. I just really appreciated the conversation about anxiety in young children. And I was diagnosed with anxiety last year, which was surprising. I didn't really expect that part, but I loved when she talked about this idea of like children, you know, anger is always a secondary emotion. And so sometimes they can do certain things or say certain things out of it's actually really anxiety, even though it can come out as anger, but they don't know how to say I'm anxious about this, or it makes me anxious when you change my schedule last minute without telling me. And she said that, and I had like flashbacks for when I was a child and I would get like upset or frustrated when things like that would happen, but I didn't know how to express that that was actually what I was feeling. So that was really helpful for me. And I feel like healing a childhood wound that I didn't even really know was fully there. I too loved Sissy as well. And as a mom, it was really impactful to me for sure. Okay. Another one of mine, let's see, going down the list, I've listed only dudes so far. I don't know if you've noticed. And so it has been such a joy to have the men on the happy hour, but another mine was Tony Collier and uh, Tony's a great friend of mine, but that's not why I picked this one to show. She had a really great conversation about being hurt by the church. And Lindsay, you just brought that up about how Francis is such a great conversation about that. Well, Tony had a great conversation about that as well. And, you know, the thing is, you know, all of us have been hurt by people and all of us will actually be hurt by people who lead things. And so Tony just really spoke really profoundly into that. And I think that we've seen a lot of those conversations in the past couple of years about people being hurt within the church. And so I thought Tony was a great resource for that. So I put her on the list for that reason. Yeah. I love Tony and I love that conversation as well. My other favorite, I'm going to skip down a little bit is from our encounter series this summer. We did the series where people shared their story of how they encountered Jesus. And that was so cool. Some are past guests. We've had them on to talk about other things in their life, but to actually hear their faith story was really special. And I'm going to go for a twofer here. My two favorite were Pastor Derwin Gray, who we adore. And I just, I love him sharing about um, being at BYU and being in the NFL and like really how another football player is, was really instrumental in his faith story. And then second is, you know, my all-time favorite girl who we've ever had on the show, because I'm a big fan and just love her to death. Liz, I'm going to come visit you one day is Liz Curtis Higgs. I so much appreciate her just rawness and honesty and nothing about her is I don't, she doesn't sugarcoat anything. She just is honest. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, God just loves us as us. (laughs) And she's like, let me just tell you all the things. And the story of how God pursued her in some really radical and special ways. And (laughs) even that, you know, I think for me, someone who I didn't grow up in the church, but I very quickly started going to church through a teacher asking me to go to church in the fifth grade. 
And I quickly moved into a position of like performance-based Christianity. Like you have to be perfect if you're going to be a Christian. And so to hear Liz's story of like following Jesus and then being home and smoking weed and then being like, I don't know if I can keep doing this. Like no one told her that, but the Holy Spirit like corrected in her something like, oh, I think I might need to adjust this. I was like, you know what? Jesus is real. The Holy Spirit is real. He's going to do the work and he's going to do the work in each of us. And so I just love her story so much of loving God and letting him do the work that he's going to do. She's awesome. So awesome. And she's been, I think that was her second time on. So if you love her like Lindsay does, you can go back and find her. You guys, in January of 2024, I made a commitment to myself. I wanted to get stronger, which meant I needed to get in the gym, which means I needed to move my body in different ways. You guys know I love to walk. Well, it's spring, and spring is the best time for us to start a new workout routine. It's our yearly collective warm up, and Peloton is here for everyone's yearly warm up. This is the best time to get into a good rhythm, to tap into your power, and build towards your summer you. I love my Peloton. It accommodates to my schedule with a variety of class links to choose from. I can choose a 30-minute class. I can choose a 45-minute class. If you only have five minutes, there's literally a class to get you moving your body in five minutes. Peloton has a range of class types fit for every goal and every mood. There are classes if you want to hear country music, if you want to hear uh, rock, if you want to go back to the 80s. If you can't run, take a walking class. Need some grounding? Try yoga. If you want to level up, go for their Pilates or HIIT workouts. Here's what I love is that you can move at your own pace. And that is what I'm learning that my body needs right now. It needs to move at its own pace. Peloton makes the process easier with personalized recommendations and guided programs that take all the guesswork out of working out. You guys, we think about so many things during the day. Let's take the guesswork out. Let's jump right in and let's keep our fitness journey fresh every single day. Peloton has everything you need to get you where you're going. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton has something for you. I personally love a good 45-minute hip-hop class. It gets me moving. It gets me excited. It's my favorite genre of music, just ask my kids. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. That's OnePeloton.com. All right, Abby, what else you got? Okay, another one I loved was, this is probably on some of our list too, but Dustin Nickerson, it was so great to have such a lighthearted episode after I feel like 2020 and 2021, I'm just like combining them into one yeah, giant we can do that. horrible yes. year. Yes. <laughs> like when I say this year, I'm still talking about some things in 2020, but yeah, I just love the lightheartedness of that one. I think it was really important to just have a good laugh. And I loved when he told the story about how his daughter is like, addressing things to the mom and Dustin's like, he's like, Oh wow, that's crazy. But she needed to hear that. So finish your thought. (laughs) I just love that one. So that was a favorite. Oh my gosh. When he was in the studio, Lindsay, I know Abby, you were on the call too, but Lindsay, I was like crying. I was laughing so hard. I mean, it was so so funny. funny. I was like, Dustin, you can come every day to the studio and just make us laugh. Good news is Dustin has a book coming out next summer. And so I was like, you have to come back on. And I think I'm going to have him and his wife on. It's a marriage book. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So him and Melissa are going to come back on. I love Dustin as well. Okay. Another one for me, which this is not going to surprise anyone who knows anything about me was Clarissa Mall. And the reason 
I love talking with her so much because she is doing such great work for people who are going through grief and suffering. And that is an overflow of her own life. She lost her husband tragically a couple of years ago and she's doing great work right now. I love following her on Instagram and I'm not even personally walking through grief or suffering right now but I'm wise enough to know that it could be around any corner. And yeah, I also need to I'm six. So I'm going to be prepared no matter what. And she was just really profound for me. And I believe you guys can correct me. I think the most profound thing she said to me didn't even get caught in the interview. Am I right about this? Y'all know what I'm about to say. Did it get even make the show? I don't think it was in the show. I think it was in our conversation after. So a lot of times when I've done recording, I'll hit you know, stop recording. And then the guests and I might chat for a little bit. And I wish I wouldn't have hit stop recording because I was telling Clarissa how um, I have kind of trained myself to say, you know, bad things are going to happen and it's okay because everything's gonna be okay. I just, if I could just like make everything, I can believe everything will be okay. Then I'll feel okay. And she said to me, she said, actually, Jamie, it might not be okay, but you will be okay. And I remember her telling that to me and I wrote it down and I just thought this has been so that conversation, I don't even think made it into the show, but I have said that to myself so many times in the last couple of months of walking through some hard things of going, it may not be okay, but guess what? I'm going to be okay. And so that was really profound to me. And I don't even think it made the show, which is funny that we're having this conversation, but now, you know, no, I think it did. I listened to it. Did it make the show? I remember that. Or did I mention it afterwards? No, I heard it. You heard her say it. Yeah. Oh, wow. All right. Well, I'm glad. Well, good. Looky I'm there. Coming here with the fresh ears. So <laughs> fresh ears do it all. I'll tell you that much. Uh, but that was really good for me. Well, I'm going to list a couple more, but I'm going to just share about one more. Perfect. Okay. So some of my other favorites were Elizabeth Passarella, which also was so fun. She's funny too. She was yeah. funny. She sent us cookies afterwards. That was so sweet. Basically, if you send us gifts after, we really love your episode. <laughs> we really love you. Russell Berry. I just think that he's doing great work in the New York area. His show that came out is really great. Sitting down, talk about where are you from? Mitchell Lee, who was just this fall. So good. I loved it too. Man, he is such a pastoral person in spirit and his words are very meaningful. I think all of us can relate to those words in that conversation of even if yeah, that, you know, yeah. God is still who God says he is, even in yeah. the midst of all of the things that may not go the way that we desire them to go. But the last person that stands out a lot to me from this year is Natalia Cohn, who is Argentinian came to America. She's done a lot of work with college students. And you had such a great conversation with her specifically about what it is to have Christ-loving relationships with people of other religions. And that is such an important topic to me personally, is having friends who are Muslim and being able to still interact and love and fellowship with one another. Um, And the way that she talked about that in not a we're going to go and prostatize. Is that that word? Yeah. And like evangelize basically. Or like we're make not you just one of going us. and seeking so that we can evangelize to them. We're really seeking out relationships so that we can love them and be friends with them and like have relationship. And I thought that was like such an important thing that oftentimes in the American church, we can see specifically Muslims. And there's a lot of fear that come from people and her encouragement is to turn to prayer instead of fear and that we would really be welcoming. And that's important. And I would say that's all of us that are listening now. Like there's a lot of opportunity that we're seeing in our country and in the coming 
month or two with more Afghani refugees coming that we would be welcoming to those as most of them are coming, not as Christians and coming as Muslim background and what it is to not have fear, but to welcome them. So it's a good show. It was a great conversation. Yeah. Abby, you got one more? Yeah, I do. One for me. And I'm going to touch on this one again later, probably Bree Stenchard. I shared that episode with a lot of people. I almost don't even want to get into the nitty gritty of it because it actually is going to tie into something we'll talk about later in the episode. But that one was so powerful for me in empathy, compassion, working to understand one another, even if you don't agree just topics that have been very heavy in our circle of just like what's happened the last couple of years and even things that have been happening, but maybe just weren't brought to light. And yeah, just a lot of reasons why I loved that episode for sure. Such a great episode. And I mentioned Brie and I are friends and she's the one that leads Women of Welcome, who Lindsay and I just went on a trip with to the border. In fact, if you're ever interested in going on the border with us, check out the show notes because there's a link there where you can sign up to be notified if we do those trips. Again, it was, I hope that we do is really great. I'm going to mention one more and then we can move on. Rebecca McLaughlin was really good for me for a couple of reasons. Number one, I was actually really nervous to interview her, which is kind of funny. She's so dang smart and just smart people. I feel a little intimidated by. And so I came into her interview. So I read Rebecca's book this year, actually this past January, it came out a couple of years ago, but it's called Confronting Christianity, 12 Hard Questions for the World's Largest Religion. And I really appreciate it. It's a more heady book than I maybe would pick up on a regular day, but it was so good. And she is so smart, but she's also so down to earth and really communicates in a way that people who don't have a doctorate degree in philosophy or education or religion can understand. And I really enjoyed her interview a lot as an interviewer, as someone who was sitting down talking to someone, she was one of my favorites. So I think one of the things that you guys will hear as we talked about some of our favorite people that we've had on is that everyone that listens grabs a hold of different things. Obviously we all have some favorites in Francis Chan and, you know, we all love Scott Saul's but also we all brought to the table different ones that actually weren't on each other's list. And I think that's what I love so much about this show is that we try to get such a variety of guests that are coming at with different things. You know, like Abby said, a lot of our conversations in 2020 and 2021, they have been hard and they have been heavy. I think our lives feel hard and heavy right now. And so to have a pastor come in and talk about that is like healing to us in so many ways, the way that it was for Abby when she was listening to, you know, Pastor Saul's talk about that. It was so good. But I hope that as you listened, maybe we mentioned a show that you're like, I never heard that show or I need to listen to that show. And so if you're interested, obviously we'll put all of these shows in the show note for this particular episode. You can go to jamieivy.com slash HH455. This is episode 455. So you'll be able to find them there. All right, y'all let's move on. I got a couple of questions for y'all. Are y'all ready? Yes. All right. I'm just going to ask them and you guys can tell me whatever you want to tell. We just talked about the happy hour episodes a lot. And so I think my first question to you is, is there something that, you've been a part of this year on the show that's helped you love God more. And the reason I asked that question is because I mentioned a couple of times now already about the trip that Lindsay and I took and the girls that were there, those 10 girls, they're all happy hour listeners. And they all at different moments on that trip told me about a show that had literally changed the way they thought about something. And we're not creating magic around here. We're literally just having conversations that help people lean in and listen. And that's really one of our highest values around here is to create conversations that help people love God more. And so you guys, has there been something this year that you've listened to? And granted, full disclosure, they have to listen. They work here. But has there been something that you've listened to that actually has made you love God more? Yes. All right, Abby, <laughs> you're up first. Yeah. And this is leading into what I was talking about earlier with Bree's episode. The reason why I shared it 
so much is I'm going to actually read off the quote that she said, because it was so powerful to me and healing in a lot of ways. She said, you're going to confront people in your family, people in your church, people in your community who are not going to understand what the love of God compels you to do, but you should do it anyway. Mm. The reason why that hit me so hard is because I realized over the course of my life, I'd always wanted to please authority figures, whether that was my parents or my teachers or bosses or pastors or whatever. It's not necessarily, you know, wrong to like submit to that kind of authority. But I think that there were times where God really placed something on my heart or my life that I wanted to do something about it. I wanted to speak about it. I wanted to like care publicly about these things. They really affected me. And I felt like if I did do those things, like what would my pastor think about me? What would my parents think about me? What would teachers think about me? And so a lot of times it made me not want to move forward with those things. But I think that reminder was like, at the end of the day, like I'm the Lord's servant Mm -hmm. and he's the one that I here to please. He's the one that I'm bringing glory to. And so even if no one understands what I'm doing, if this is something that God has compelled me to do, then Mm -hmm. I should do it anyway, even if it's painful. So that was like, honestly, just not just a a quote that I heard that I was like, oh, that's cool. It really changed me. Like, Mm -hmm. honestly, I feel like it gave me the freedom to be able to go forward and do the things that I felt like Jesus has been compelling me to do for a really long time. That's so good. And I know just because you led us into that, parts of your life, sometimes as being just coworkers is that there have been moments with people on the show over the last couple of years that have been really profound for you. And that's been such a joy to see that happen in your life as well. Lindsay, what about you? You know, I was trying to think about who else maybe to highlight, but honestly, the biggest thing that was takeaway for me this year was Francis Chan and that moment, because even to what you said, like it made you feel uncomfortable And I know sometimes in my own life, I hesitate when I feel the Lord prompting me because I'm like, this is going to feel weird. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I'm sure, and for Francis, it it wasn't unweird for him or unawkward Mm -hmm. for him. And I like, just don't want to feel awkward or weird. I don't really like to feel things, you know, but God continues to bring that back that few, like three minutes of time or whatever that we shared to remind me of the spirit is work and alive and moving. And it's so important and fruitful and beautiful to his kingdom purposes. When I will obey his leading, even if it feels awkward or uncomfortable, even if I have to say to someone, yo, I lied. It was a little lie, but I fudged about that. It wasn't accurate. I didn't send the email. I sent it after I texted you or, mm-hmm. You know, that was really hurtful to me having to admit that I was having pain or just that like, I haven't really thought about you in a hot moment. So forgive me for that. Like being honest about those places, that's been the biggest impact. And so it's like how I really has directed, how do I want to live, continue to live out my life in relationship with my friends and my family, my coworkers, even strangers. I mean, like, I just want to be faithful to love people well, because I know that people will know us by the way that we love others. And I want to be known as a daughter of the King. And that is probably going to mean that I'm going to look a little weird and feel a little awkward sometimes, but it's good and worthy to do that. 
That's really good. For me, I was thinking back to this year and, you know, what on the show has helped me love God more. And I came back to the whole encounter series. It was something that we decided, Lindsay, I described it to you, but we invited past guests to come back on and tell us, when did you have that encounter with Jesus? And, and, and I just, I love stories of people following Jesus. I mean, they're all throughout the scriptures. I love hearing people's stories. And, and I was realizing sometimes we hear them on interviews. And then I would like, oh, I love when people tell me like, tell me your story of when you first met Jesus. And so that whole series to me was just a reminder that God is, he's working. He is active. He is moving. He is drawing people towards him when we don't even understand or know why. I mean, you mentioned Derwin's episode, Lindsay, didn't he call the guy who told him about Jesus, the naked preacher? Cause he would walk around the locker <laughs> he room. Did. He called him the naked preacher. <laughs> you know, so I'm like, God is using you know, the naked preacher man in the, whoever he played for in the locker room. And, and I just, it's good for us to all remember that a, we can't save people that God is in the business of saving people. And he's using things that we would never even imagine him using, you know, and you already mentioned another episode. So that was me. That was for me. Those interviews were so fun for me. And they were so just healing for my heart, even to know like the people that we love, that we want to know Jesus so badly, we can actually just kind of like love them well and kind of hold our hands out and say, God, you're the only one that can save them, whether it be your children, your neighbor, your spouse, your grandmother, your friends, whoever it is, like God is the one that saves. And that series was really, really, really good for me. All right. We got a couple of questions from you guys. One of the questions that people asked was to me specifically, and they said, have my kids responded to my book? If you only knew throughout the years and have they each read it? The answer is no, they haven't read it. They don't listen to my show. They don't read my books. They just, I'm just mom. They have nothing to do with my work life. But I will say this, the if you only knew book is the first book of mine that came out. It's really my story. It's like my encounter story. Actually, it's just my story of following Jesus. All of my kids know most of the information that's in that book. So I have been very like honest with them age appropriately. And so it wouldn't be a surprise to them with what they're reading. So if that's part of your question, Aaron, I've always tried to like have age appropriate discussions with our kids about our stories and our past. So there's that. Okay. Another question. This is for you guys, you three. What is your favorite part about being a part of Ivy Media? What's your favorite thing about being a part of Ivy Media? Okay. For me, I love working with these women. And I know that sounds like just very broad, but I've actually never been in an all women working environment and I'll never go back. <laughs> like, really, I'm going to die here. <laughs> so that's been really great. I love that as a team, we care about things like diversity and just empowering other women and using this platform to not just bring glory to God, but like uplift other people that are also bringing glory to God. And I just, I genuinely just really love the stuff that we create together. Yay. Mm. And we love it when Abby gets to come to Texas. So I miss you guys. That's always fun because she's our Atlanta girl. Lindsay, what do you love? My favorite thing about working for Ivy Media, it really is the people that are listening to the show, are coming to events and inviting you to speak, who are buying merchandise and books and sending us messages about how God is growing them, teaching them, challenging them, that we are seeing and people reach out as a safe place to look for counsel. And they're my favorite part is the people. Because you've said this before, and it's so true, even in our team, we can feel this way that you can feel lonely, like you're just, it's you and a microphone and one guest. And so then it goes out into the world and that the people respond and react and share that is the best. It 
really connects us all together. And I don't know, we get to celebrate with so many people's lives, the impact that God is making. So that's got to be my favorite part. I love it. Amaya. Yeah. Amaya, you go. And then I have a question. Yeah. 30 days in. Okay. Honestly, even though it's only been a month, I will have to piggyback Lindsay and Abby. It really is the people I love working with the four of you. You guys are all so authentic and just real and you're fun. And that's such a great work environment. And also just as a Black woman, I feel so safe here to be myself. And I just feel really comfortable. I love all of the positive messages we put out. It's real. It's the real deal, guys. It's not just, oh, let's just say these things to say that we support them. But no, it's really true. They do support and uplift women. And I'm so grateful to just be a part of Ivy Media now. And yeah, I think that's my favorite part is really you guys. Wow. I love that. (laughs) I love it. Well, I want to say mine real quick. And we do sound like a broken record, but you know, this happy hour started like just by me and I worked on this by myself for years. And so over the past couple of years, bringing people on to help, it literally is a dream come true because I can't do what I can do well without people behind me doing what they do well. And that's what everybody that works here does. And it really is just amazing to see collaboration and ideas and people helping and just jumping in to do things. And so it's really fun for me because everyone sees like, oh, Jamie Ivy, but really like there's Lindsay and Abby and Amaya and Rachel and Shannon and Lacey. They're all doing these things that put everything that we do out. And so it's really, really fun. And Amaya, you haven't even been around for a happy hour, like a real happy hour yet. Mm-mm. Oh, we're going to have fun. Welcome to the happy hour. <laughs> Um, Okay, I'm going to piggyback off that question. And we had a listener ask us, what's our favorite thing about working for the Ivies? And I know this will make you feel a little uncomfortable, Jamie, but just Mm. sit there for a moment, okay? (laughs) I can go first or Abby, would you like to go? And you should say why the Ivies. I mean... Aaron's involved a little bit behind the scenes. Ivy Media is Jamie and Aaron's company. Aaron has an official role now. I'm the president. Jamie (laughs) is the president. Yes, queen. Let it be known. (laughs) Aaron stepped into an official role this year as our CFO. (laughs) He's the CFO. (laughs) And honestly, my favorite thing about working for y'all, well, two, gosh, there's a lot of things, but two ways faithfulness. Your faithfulness to listen to God for direction. That has been like a favorite to get to work under leaders who are faithfully pursuing and listening to God for direction. Even when some like really incredible opportunities have come and it would be very nice and easy to just say yes, but you've been faithful to ask God for direction. And when it hasn't said yes from the Lord, you've said it's a no. And second, that you're faithful to us. And I've shared this privately and I would love to share it publicly because I think it's important. And that is your faithfulness to your word to us as your employees and your team. And I have a baggage (laughs) of past hurts from leadership, not following through or being faithful to the words that they've said. And always like hesitation and trepidation. I like have entered into those conversations, whether that's about money or that's about just like projects or it's about hiring or it's just about, I see this in you and it's kind of, can we talk about it? Like my experience of working with you and Aaron has been that you're faithful to us and you say you're going to do something and you do it. And that has been 
like so incredibly life-giving and supportive to our overall health as people. And so thank you for that. Oh man, you're welcome. I feel all weird in this moment. (laughs) I love that. Okay. I'll jump in. Um, I'll also kind of piggyback off of what Lindsay said. And I remember saying this in a text privately to you, Jamie, just like about that follow through, um, how important it is and just how it makes me feel as an employee. But also, I also have come from just traumatic work experiences that took a lot to heal from. I feel so safe here. I feel so appreciated, but also even aside from that, like not just safe in the sense of like, I can, you know, speak out on things and I know that it'll be received or just safe for the person that I am, but also this is a, a little short story. So usually when I go to Texas, I stay in Jamie and Aaron's little Airstream on their property. It's very cute, uh, very picturesque, and I love it. But there was one night the three of us went on a walk in their neighborhood. That's like their thing. So I felt very honored that they wanted to invite me on this walk. So we're walking around just like talking about random things like life and dreams and all this stuff. And like, obviously I'm like their employee and we're going on a walk. But they asked me like, oh, what's something that you wanted to do that you haven't gotten a chance to? And I was like, oh, well, for years, I've always thought about having my own like coffee roasting company. It's just like coffee is really important to me and like Dominican culture. And my husband is Haitian American and we'd love to have some kind of like Haitian Dominican coffee blend. Um, just something like that. That's always been in the back of my mind that I've wanted to do. And they're like, Oh my gosh, like we'll connect you with someone. And they're just like me, we're like, this is so amazing. Like you could do this right now. And it was just so crazy because I'm like, no, but like I'm literally your employee. <laughs> and they're like, no, but this is something that you want. And like you can totally still do this. And it was just so cool that I'm like, wow, I'm here as their employee, but like they also want me to achieve some of my own personal dreams. And I've never had that before. And that was a really special moment for me. You guys. I love Abby, it. I thought you were going to say that we went through a stranger's house and walked through their house that and did we just introduced ourselves. <laughs> we did that as well. <laughs> I'm glad you guys come on our walk. You guys know I go on my walks all the time. You guys, those are really kind words. And as uncomfortable as that was <laughs> to hear, I received them. And thank you, thank you, thank you. And I always tell all of these employees, listen, I don't think any of you are going to work for Ivy Media your whole life. While you're here, please work your tail off. But as soon as you want to go to something else, give us a good two months notice and we'll send you out real happy. But I want everyone to be doing what they're supposed to be doing. Like literally, where's God asking you to be? Where's he calling you to be? What are you dreaming of? And how can we support that and do that? And so you guys are awesome. I don't know how to transition out of all those compliments. Oh, we love you. Oh, y'all are so kind. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, you guys, I hope that as you listen to the show today, two goals I hope happen. Number one, I hope you got to know these girls a little bit more, even just by hearing them talk about the shows that they love and what they've learned and how they've grown this year. I hope you got to know them a little bit more as to who works on the show that you listen to each week. And I just also hope that you maybe can go back and listen to a show that you didn't get to listen to by just hearing how it impacted our lives individually. And just to hear from me, man, as we look forward to 2022, you know, we've got one more episode this year with Emily P. Freeman, and then we go into 2022 and our goal is still the same. It's always the same. We want to bring you conversations that make you love God more. And we just can't go away from that, whatever that looks like. And you know what? Some of those conversations are with Dustin Nickerson, who makes us laugh so much, but Dustin loves God and he brings such joy to us. 
but that's our goal. And so we hope that as you listen, uh, that you love God more. And like Lindsay said, that if you share with your friends, that you will also help them. Because I think that we really learn by entering in people's stories. We say it all the time around here. Stories change the world. You have a story. I have a story. Everyone that comes on the show has a story. And by us listening to their story, two things. We love God more and we realize how much he loves us as well. And so you guys, another great year, 2021. Thank you all for listening. Thank you for bringing me to your events. Thank you for buying our books. Thank you for buying our merch. Thank you for everything that you're supporting Ivy Media with. And we cannot wait to see what 2022 holds. Thanks so much for listening to the Happy Hour with Jamie Ivy podcast. We are truly grateful for every single story that we get to share with you, every encouragement we get to bring to you, and every opportunity we get to point us all to Jesus. If you're loving this show, we would appreciate it if you would leave us a rating and or review wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, tell your friends. That is actually the number one way that people find out about our show because you tell them. Join us right here every Wednesday and Friday for meaningful conversations that make us think, make us laugh, and point us to Jesus. Also, come find me on other places around the internet as well. I love Instagram. I'm at Jamie Ivy, And we've been having some fun posting videos on YouTube as well. Sometimes you wish you could see the person I'm interviewing. Well, come over and find us there and you can. JamieIvy.com slash YouTube. The Happy Hour is produced by Lindsay Sweeney. Show notes are written by Abigail Castell. Graphics by Rachel Ray. The show is edited by the team at Podshaper. And I'm your host, Jamie. And I love every single week that I get to be here with you guys. Until next time, have a happy hour with a friend. 